Hello, and welcome to In the Odd, a behind-the-scenes look at the Michigan State University Department of Theater's productions and special projects. I am your host, Abby Taikaki. MSU's Department of Theater strives to train future practitioners of the performing arts to challenge and redefine traditional theater as an artistic response to an ever-changing world. This podcast serves to amplify the work being done to fulfill that mission. Today, my guests are several BFA and MFA design students who are here to discuss the recent experience they had having their design portfolios reviewed and critiqued by an MSU Department of Theater alumnus, but I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, um, I'm Elena Gutierrez. Um, I go by they, them pronouns, and I'm a BFA in theatrical design and I'm kind of leaning towards a minor in film. Hi, I'm Mona Jahani. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a first year design grad and I work primarily in costume design. Hi, I'm Rose Legg. I use she, they pronouns. I'm a second year grad student in uh, design, specifically scenic and projections. Hi there, my name is Zach Sines. Uh, he, him, his. I am a second year MFA theatrical design major, and my focus is costumes and scenery. Hi, I'm Nick Casella. I am a first year design grad with a focus in lighting design and a secondary focus in media. Hi, my name is Grace Foyles. I use they, them pronouns, and I am a third year graduate designer, and my emphasis is scenic and costume design, but I've also done quite a bit in props. Uh, I am Max, he, him pronouns. Um, I went to MSU for grad school after going to Ashland University for my undergrad. Uh, I picked MSU because it gave me the option to do multiple areas of design where I'm, uh, most programs I was uh, used to seeing were, um, were like you had to pick one and really focus in on it. MSU was more hands-on, which was the goal because I wanted like, a, I think it was like a 300 page thesis by graduation, 50 page per semester where MSU wanted you to, you know, do theater. So that's kind of where I went and uh, it was not a mistake. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, I love working there. I met Kirk, Karen and Rob, which are my my trifecta of uh, mentors, I would say, uh, from the different areas, um, but learned a ton from them, had incredible experiences um, and really was prepared for the world. And as soon as I graduated, I moved out to uh, Chicago and I've been here ever since. I started freelancing, working in middle schools and any anything anybody would throw me. Uh, did some freelance painting and scene design and freelance carpentry and, and pretty much anything I could do. Uh, and then started working my way uh, up in companies, working more at higher companies, equity companies, getting better gigs. Uh, and then I started teaching at Michigan, or uh, sorry, at Northeastern Illinois University. Uh, basically, they needed a lighting designer when their lighting designer got sick and uh, one of the directors I'd worked with had done a project there and he suggested my name and they asked if I could do it and we did a two-week turnaround to opening a show uh, and uh, from, the, from the second I emailed them to actual opening so when by the time I had a light uh, put together a plot and everything it was you know like a day or two into it uh, and that by that time uh, the instructor was not coming back uh, for the rest of the semester and what turned out to be uh, retiring after that semester. So I picked up uh, one of his classes and then the following semester they asked if I could teach full time and I've kind of been there since. Max, 
Professors Kirk Domer and Karen Kangas Preston brought you back to MSU this semester, uh, virtually that is, to review and critique all of the BFA and MFA design student portfolios. Is that something that was done back when you were an MFA student as well? Yeah, it actually happened uh, where all good conversations happen, which is at a bar in Chicago. Um, but basically, they were visiting uh, Chicago for USITT, or no, not USITT, for uh, IRDA uh, recruitment, which is basically where they found me was in Chicago. Actually, I first time I'd ever been to the city was IRDA recruitment. And that's that's where I got found MSU. And it's kind of amazing because now every time they come to, uh, to Chicago, I get to go out and see them and we get drinks and celebrate and see each other. Obviously, this year hasn't been the same, but it was last year. Uh, Kirk had mentioned that he wanted me to come back and design Nine to Five, the Dolly Parton musical, which uh, the set for, which was uh, very exciting. The one it was supposed to be coming up in February of 2021, uh, but with the pandemic and everything shutting down and the rights being withheld for the time being, uh, he asked if I could just do the other portion, which we were going to do individual portfolio reviews when I was there. And so he asked if we could just do Zoom ones while we were, you know, in, in what we were doing and what we could do. And it was the best we had in the moment. So we just kind of went forward with that and put a hold on the show. And hopefully when things get back going, then we can get back into the space and do an actual show. Students, what made you choose Michigan State's Department of Theater to build your design career? And what has your experience been like so far? Elena. I um, kind of already heard about the design experience here um, from my high school since I went to Wixpa. And a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of alumni from Wixpa. And then I know some of the teachers are even alumni. And so I really wanted to come and kind of visit to kind of see like um, what I would like for myself. And when I went here and I saw like all the (laughs) spaces that um, like, I had available to design in and all the different types of technologies. Like I know when I walked into the design room, uh, design lab for the lighting design, and I saw the little lights that were all set up with the little pop figures. I thought that was probably like the coolest thing and talked about it for like a week afterwards. (laughs) And then um, I also just like, like I said, like I really liked that space and um I also heard that like, you know, the school was like great with connections and there was also um, the Broadway theater um, where all the Broadway productions come in. And I thought that was like a really cool experience because I know some students were even able to um, work those shows and um, just kind of hearing about all the connections that um, the school had and all the different technologies in spaces and also the shop was just huge and I thought that was like the coolest thing after working in like such a small shop just all these new experiences and like um all these uh professors and everyone that I talked to was just like so nice and welcoming I really just felt at home at MSU let's jump over to Mona I was introduced to MSU at Erda's when I was applying for different graduate programs, and they really had the best of everything that I was looking for. I felt as soon as I talked to Karen and Renee about the design opportunities that you're given as a graduate student, the teaching opportunities that you're given, and just the, the feeling that your professors want to make you the best version of you as opposed to like... I felt like some programs that I that I interviewed with, they want to make you this great artist, but you have to fit their mold. And if you can't be the kind of artist that they want you to be, 
then you're not going to make it anywhere. And I really, I felt it when I was interviewing with them and I felt it when I came to visit MSU that everyone really wants to push you to be your best and to follow your interests and to become the kind of artist that you want to be. And so I really enjoyed my interview. I really enjoyed my visit. And I definitely feel like I made the right choice in coming here because it's not just about being this cookie cutter version of like what what theatrical design is. It's following your pursuit, your passions and and pursuing your interests and, and really letting yourself become the person that you want to be and having that kind of guidance and support to get there. So I feel like that was what kind of drew me in to MSU and I've been having a really great time so far. Oh, that is really lovely and a perfect segue over to Rose, who recently did an episode of In the Odd with me to promote their work, um, a projection mapping media design project called Vote Your Voice. Um, And I remember Rose saying that if you're ready and willing to put in the work, that the resources will appear at MSU. Rose, would you like to expand on that a bit? Yeah, I mean, similar to what everybody here has been talking about, uh, I came to MSU because if you want to discover who you are as an artist, this is definitely the place to do it. Um, The professors are all here to support you and they're all so smart and willing. And uh, the resources, the focus on teaching, the focus on development of new technologies, the shops, just this environment is perfect for an artist who doesn't want to be limited and who wants the freedom to explore and grow. So um, this really is one of the best schools, in my opinion, for theater, both as an undergrad and a graduate student. Zach, what has your experience been? Yeah, so for me, when I was looking for grad school, it was literally a whim. I just happened to go to Erda. Like, I signed up a week before Erda's happened. Um, I was studying to be a high school theater teacher And then I was like, you know what? I don't want a student teach. I'm just going to go to grad school, see what happens. Um, One thing that really sold the program to me was the people. Uh, You know, I could spend hours upon hours of doing researches on grad programs, but it wasn't until I actually met Kirk, Karen, and Jason in person at Erda that I knew that this was the program for me. I just, I felt a sense of community. And that was something that I really didn't feel as strongly anywhere else. Um, And then coming here for my visit, um, I I just saw how the professors and students interacted with one another. And it was a really tight knit community. It was it was a family, you know, and I, I feel like that's what theater should be. And so I knew that, you know, if I was going to pursue three years uh, of getting my MFA, this was the place to do it. Nick? Uh, It's been really great. So uh, I chose MSU because, well, my undergrad was Eastern Michigan University and their colors were green and white. And I just didn't want to change school colors. It was all about that, really. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But seriously, I, uh, I really loved MSU's focus on teaching. Uh, cause that is what I want to pursue. So I was really excited finding out that, uh, their program specifically focuses on training teachers. Uh, and I also really love the whole idea of you will, uh, you will have a secondary design focus, uh, because so many programs are just, you know, this is your thing. This is what you do. And you spend your t- whole time, you know, just focusing on that. And I love that uh, the flexibility of the program and really trying to get you out of 
just doing one thing so you can be uh, a good designer all around and you un have a good understanding and foundation for all of the design areas. And Grace. Yeah, um, very similar to a lot of the other grad students. I went to Erdo's in Chicago uh, and t interviewed with a bunch of different schools. And on paper, the reason I chose MSU is um, excellent resources, the opportunity to teach, the opportunity to have more than one design focus. Uh, it was a flexible, like just a great program on paper. But what really sold me was having that conversation with Kirk and Karen and Jason when I was there. Because so many of the schools that I talked to, I felt like they were trying to sell me something, which I understand is kind of the point of Erdos. But when I talked to the three of them, it just felt so genuine and straightforward and honest. And uh, I felt like I could really trust them to give me, uh, I don't know, the, the real scoop on what MSU was like. And I really liked what I heard. Back to Max now. All these students have decided to come to MSU because they get to focus on more than one design area, because they are going to have a unique experience tailored to the type of learning that they want to do because they feel like they're going to be a part of a family. They're designing, they're having a great time, they're building their portfolios, and then you come in to uh, critique those portfolios. What's that process all about? Yeah. Um so we basically just set up half hour meetings on a, um, on a point when everybody was available and we kind of just dove in. I met everybody first time in those uh, reviews. Uh, and kind of the main thing I'm always looking for when I'm looking for portfolios is the person or their personality in what they're showing. That that oftentimes we, we get stuck in this idea that there's a right way to do something. And then, I mean, high school and middle school have taught us there is a right way. And if you seek that right way, you can get the answer. And if you have the answer, you can achieve. And I just kind of really strive to help people find themselves in what they're doing. And, and that was, I mean, that was kind of exactly what I had to do uh, at MSU. And that's, that's what I loved about the whole thing is it was like a puzzle, even my name. I mean, my real name is George Maxon the fourth. I have no middle name. And I spent, I think it was like two and a half, three weeks going over multiple ways as to present myself for the future. How is my name going to be listed? Because I went by Max as a nickname since I was 17. Uh, and so I came up with G Max Max and the fourth, which sounds ridiculous, but when, when you hear it, it's memorable. And so that was kind of one of those things that became an iconic thing about me. Uh, my the fourth became it was something I was avoiding my entire childhood being you know being raised in Ohio and being a gay male you know I knowing I probably wasn't going to have kids I didn't want to be George because I was the fourth in that line and so I hid from that name and so then you know Kirk and Karen and Rob they all helped me like come to to basically a grip with with who I was and how I should present myself to the world and and it was just kind of this great experience of of finding yourself and so that's kind of what I'm always looking for with other people, especially when I'm hiring. I, I, it's something that as you, as you interview people to hire for odd positions or things, you realize that you can very quickly tell who's qualified for a job. And the thing that you're really looking for is whether or not that person can, can work with you and, and how well you'll work as a team. And so finding their personality in their portfolio is the easiest way to, at a distance, get who that person is and see how we work and how that, you know, or, whoever they're seeking out. Um, that was another aspect that was important to me in, in finding out where they are in their careers and, and what they're doing. You know, If you're an undergrad, you're, you're probably putting together a portfolio so you can grab summer gig work and they're looking for different things than if you're an undergrad getting ready for grad school or if you're a grad student getting ready for out of school. 
so just kind of finding out where they are in their process and, and realizing that or helping everyone realize that you'll never have as many things as you want to show, but it's just picking who you are and showing your personality and, and the things you do in your own time that, that other people could find interesting and see what makes you tick. Um, because in theater, it's, it's very easy to get a job. It's very difficult to keep a job or to get caught, brought back for another job. Uh, so that's where kind of portfolios come in is helping identify what's going to be a good fit so that after the first production, you can stick with that company for you know, 20, 30 more. Back to the students. What was the process of design portfolio review like for you? And do you feel like you were enabled to discover parts of your personality as a designer through the exercise? Uh, I've like presented my portfolio before for like uh, scholarships and like in class and in other ways, but I never really had, um, I guess, kind of the way I talked, like the way I was actually like presenting it um, analyzed. It was always like the content that I was saying and less about like how I was saying it. So I thought it was really nice during this experience how I kind of got tips on like how to present my portfolio and um, instead of it, like it all being about what I was presenting. And I got tips about that too, but I think it, it was really nice for once to have um, tips about how to be a better uh, presenter. Um, and I think from this experience, um, what, I, what I always do when I'm um, presenting my portfolio is I know I think it was just present what you feel is like your best um, pieces. And I think for me, it was always the things that I um, felt I was most prideful in. I'd say the things that I like worked with other people and like struggled a lot to achieve. And I always wanted to put that out there to kind of just show, um, I guess, what it's like like working with the team and um how i perform with others and like how we overcame obstacles so for me i i felt like i kind of had a sense of what i wanted to do uh in branding myself but at the same time like my portfolio like consists of a lot of things that i have no control over like class projects and things that we work on you know in the uh, department of theater um i personally really love children's theater but we don't do a lot of children's theater so just how like to brand that sort of thing and max really helped me by giving me the idea of creating a featured page like an amalgamation of like different things that i do to like brand myself like the first thing that you know employers are going to see is this featured page and also like he helped me justify that it's okay to do different things like i i love costumes but also i do some scenery and i've also done some directing things and like just featuring my big projects on a specific thing really helped me put into perspective like oh hey it's okay in the real world to do multiple things because multiple things is what's going to help you make a living you know so i really appreciated that feedback um and it really helped me develop my website a little bit more um but yeah i i, I think it was a great experience Building off of what uh, Zach said about the the idea that you can you can have more you know multiple kinds of things uh, was really helpful because my uh, my stuff right now is just all lighting design and I had you know I have a couple of other things that I you know I did some non-lighting work on and like these uh, kind of class projects that I have something that I'm proud of and that I kind of want to put out there so. 
the idea of like, yeah, you can put like, you can make, you know, like a featured page of like, this is a thing that I can do uh, that isn't necessarily my main focus. Uh, it was very helpful. And also this idea of, of like featuring what you feel the best about, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily in chronological order. Nobody's going to check that. And uh, the things that you can, talk the most about even if it's not necessarily uh like your absolute 100 percent best work uh because i i know that uh looking through pictures one of the shows that i can talk most about most passionately about uh doesn't have like the best pictures on my site but i put it up pretty high because it's one that if anybody asks about it i could talk all day about it so uh i like that idea of putting your personality through, which is something that I definitely need to work on, uh, on my side of more of who I am as a person and not just like, here's the stuff I did. <laughs> Isn't that always the question though? Like when, when you get to portfolio reviews and we have to do this every single semester, um, the big question when you create a website and when you put out a portfolio is who are you? Uh, what do you want people to see when they look at your work? Um, and especially now with COVID having kind of, at least for us grad students and definitely the undergrads, taken away a lot of that opportunity to show. Uh, some of the best advice I got this, this year was to uh, put up my conceptual work, the stuff that I'd been doing in class or even just the stuff that I wanted to do as a way to uh, show people who I am as a designer. Because oftentimes, especially when we're starting out, we don't always get the kind of work that we want. We have to take the jobs that come to us. So even if I want to be a conceptual designer who experiments with new technology and, and uh, like new ways of solving old problems, uh, most of the time, the person who hires me wants a box set. And that's awesome and great. But it's hard to show who you are as a designer when you can't really pick and choose your work. Uh, so definitely the advice that I've uh, gotten from Max and from the department about uh, tailoring my website to show more of who I am and the work that I want helped a lot. I'd also say that uh, pairing back on uh, um, language, uh, needing to constantly explain myself on my website and on my portfolio has been a huge help. Letting other people draw conclusions from your work is good. You put up your best pictures and then let them ask if they have questions. You don't have to write a whole paragraph for every picture, which I think was the biggest step forward um, for my the presentation of my portfolio that I've had since coming here to MSU. Yes. Um, I think something that we've all sort of uh, touched on a little bit in talking now about portfolios is, um, yeah, we get a lot of that, like, well, what is your brand and what, are you, what is your identity as a designer, which when I first got to grad school really freaked me out as a question. I was like, I don't even know who I am as a person, let alone an artist. Um, but I think what we've all talked about here is that uh, it's kind of that focus on what about theater excites you. So when I go into a portfolio review, when I when I showcase my materials, I'm I'm not as concerned about um, showcasing technical skill as I used to be, and it's more about what in this art 
what am I passionate about? And I think in, in letting that passion be the focus and the highlight, obviously all the rest of that stuff comes through. I think that one thing that I kind of had in the back of my head, but in talking to Max really kind of was better articulated for me was this idea of thinking of my portfolio and of my website as both what is the what is the content that I'm putting out visually, but also what do I have to say about it? And what's the what's the story that I'm telling about each production? And so do I have do I have too many photos of of one show and as I'm talking about the show, am I skipping through them? Well, if I'm skipping through them, maybe that tells me that I need to pare it down a little bit or I need to cut it down to just the stuff that that uh, tells the story of the of the production or of the lessons that I learned or of the skills that I that I honed at that particular on that particular project. And so thinking of both the the visual work that you're sharing, but also the experiences that go along with it and keeping both of those things in mind as you're talking about yourself as an artist and your work. Absolutely. That's something that Max and I talked about is that in discussing um, the experience of a production, how it's it's nice to like highlight moments of collaborate of collaboration or or challenges that were overcome and how it's not just about the end result. It's also about the process of getting there, because if if somebody's interviewing you, then they probably are already interested in your work and they want to know how well you work with others or what the collaborative process for you looks like. So it's just, the experience is as important as the product. That's, and that's, that's one of the things I stressed when I was talking to everybody is, is embrace your skill set. Like whatever you do best, go with that. And if, if you're not the best at something, use the tools that are available. Uh, and I will say straight up, mine's a Wix. Like my website is a Wix because I am not a coder. Um, I, I don't understand it. And it's not something I have time or the desire to learn. My brain doesn't think like that. Uh, some things that I've, I've learned um, is, is focusing on the things that you want to be noticed for and, and the featured page was kind of a or section was something that that's come up a bit but that's something that that I embraced recently um, because realizing that I was always having constant things changing that I could bring focus to the things I was most proud of I've, I've been nominated for uh, Jeff Awards in Chicago and so now those are on the featured or uh, I had something written about in uh, in an article so that was featured I had an article written about me so that was featured so basically depending on what jobs I'm applying for making sure that the things that they're kind of looking for uh, are, are available and, and present quickly um, something I, I've learned recently is that you know, you're not, you're not going to get the experience that you want people to have. You're going to get the experience that people have time for. And when you're interviewing people, you're doing 20 or 30 people in a sitting, 75 to 100 in, in a batch, and your website may get one minute, two minutes of attention. And so being able to make sure that from the second that they click onto your site, there's, there's options for them to, to see your work and see who you are and realizing that you may only get so many seconds or so many clicks before they're done. Uh, initially, when I had my website to get to any image of my work, other than four images that were on a, like a rotating cube at the beginning, because that was technically cool at the time, uh, you had to click portfolio and then you had to go to the portfolio page and then you had to click 
into uh, design or, or the specific design areas of so scenery, lighting, costume, whatever. I didn't do costume, but scenery, lighting, props, whatever it was. And then you had to click into the actual show and then you got to see pictures. So many clicks. And nowadays we like scrolling. It's, it's just what we do. The second that you have to add a click to something is when you lose people. Every time you add a click, you're losing somebody's attention. So my, my main page has become this, this, uh, changing top of things that I'm, I'm happy or excited to share and then featuring my work in an order of, of, of what I think was the best or uh, most expressive of who I am uh, and just having a photo that you can click and then see more about the show and then it brings you right back. So it's it's less about having an intricately cool website where that kind of is what you feel like you want. You, you've our whole lives we've been taught to to have details and things snuck in and like cool ideas packed in so that everybody can find them as they go. And that's not what you're looking for when you're looking for a job. It's the same thing as like if you have an interview uh, and you're getting a meal, you don't get spaghetti. That even if you really want spaghetti, it's just not the thing you get when you're interviewing because it will be everywhere. You get something that is that is man, you know, you get a salad or something that's manageable that you can deal with or a state, you know, something that you're not going to make a huge mess because this isn't about you eating. This is about you getting a job. So it's not so much about what I want to see on my website. It's what I want, what other people need to see to, to get what they need. Um, and just having chances interviewing people like I've, I've interviewed assistant designers and I've interviewed for, I, I started a company a few years back, uh, and I was interviewing designers for that, or I was interviewing carpenters or TDs or whatnot. Uh, and just getting into that rhythm of having to go through so much, I started realizing r different ways to shape my site. Uh, I even learned something from this. I, was it Grace? Was it you who, uh, had the fantastic idea, uh, it, whoever had it speak up if you did, but it was the idea that like when you're done presenting, I'm just going to set this picture uh, series of pictures to play and uh, I'll take questions from you. And you oh, just yeah. basically that, that was brilliant and it blew my mind and I'm stealing that hardcore. Um, <laughs> but that's the other thing is that you can always learn. There's always good things to take away. And that I, I'd never seen anyone do that in an interview and I've never thought to do that. And it's just smart because then you're showing different things. You are now, shifting the focus away from from you to their questions but you're also giving them pictures because maybe they forgot their question and if they see a picture it'll spark their memory or it'll spark a different question or it'll spark a related question i it's just awesome okay so pandemic there's this pandemic can any of the students jump in and speak about how this has impacted your work and your educational experience yeah well it has certainly been a challenge uh, for everybody, which I think helps that we're all in this sinking ship together. I think that makes it a little bit easier um, for for faculty and students. As the only third year uh, graduate in the design program right now, uh, I think I felt a lot of pressure initially because I uh, I was really worried that my portfolio wouldn't be what I wanted it to be leaving here. Because I, I part of why I came to MSU and grad school in general was because I wanted larger, bigger budget productions that I had designed. I wanted something bigger for my, my website and my portfolio than what I had. Uh, that being said, I think the faculty here have worked, they're just bent over backwards trying to do whatever they can to get us opportunities inside of the, the box of, of quarantine and COVID. Uh, and ultimately, uh, I think some of my best work has come out of this semester. 
Uh, and it is in part because I had that encouragement from the the design faculty to to push forward with my work and to to try to do what I could given the circumstances. I love what you said about all of us being in the same sinking ship and in theater. It's like, okay, cool. So now we do underwater shows and go. <laughs> exactly. It's a very adaptable kind of field. You gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Uh, I know. I certainly have been uh, pushed by faculty and staff um, this semester to try to redefine what theater is. So often, we as theatrical professionals uh, define theater as an actor audience experience. Um, but what does theater look like when you don't have either of those? Uh, and it can be done. Um, I, I got to do a fantastic project uh, earlier this year in our last, the last time that we talked uh, where I didn't have actors or an audience, but I still think successful. Yeah. This has been a super weird uh, year to start grad school because <laughs> obviously none of us predicted all of this, but it, it has been really good this year as like a, okay, you're not working on a regular production, but we have all of these other opportunities. Uh, we have our design studio class, which has been great uh, as a creative outlet. Elena, undergraduate students have not been allowed on campus at all this semester. How has that impacted your education? Um, I'd say it's been interesting. I, um, due to uh, family circumstances and illnesses, I actually stayed home for the semester. So not only for my first year of college, I wasn't on campus and I also couldn't be in the buildings using the materials. But I'd say the uh, professors and staff has really been um, great at kind of um, making things available to us uh, with the pandemic and everything has just been going on. Um, trying to keep discovering things and keep the creative juices flowing. <laughs> Uh, I am very grateful that despite all the restriction that came with this semester, this year, uh, and the pandemic, that we were still able to create as artists. And I think that's probably the biggest strength of theater overall. Thank you to the MSU College of Arts and Letters and Department of Theater Chairperson Stephen Benedetto for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. This has been In the Odd, a Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters podcast. You can access every episode of In the Odd at theater.msu.edu forward slash AUD. We'll be back soon with another behind-the-scenes look into what happens at 542 Auditorium Road in East Lansing, Michigan on Until then, wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart, and go green!